found it. This is the Tidbits Podcast with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We're so glad you're here. Enjoy the show. Well, here we are. It's a Monday edition of Tidbits, the 17th day of April, and much different weather-wise than we've no doubt about that. enjoyed for a week or so. Ugh. Winter's definitely returned. Not letting spring take too much of a hold, although it will get better tomorrow, but still well below what we were seeing last week as far as temperatures. It's well below what we saw Saturday. Yeah. Well below. Shorts, t-shirt. Yeah. Kind of sweaty. <laughs> Some folks may may even use their air. I don't know. Ah. Now you're back to heat. Yeah. So. Oh, Indiana. You got to love it. Uh, 35 right now. And we've got the possibility of snow showers. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Going on, international research suggesting that masks are better at causing long COVID than stopping the virus. So if you wore your mask during COVID a lot, yeah, surgical and N95 grade masks might induce symptoms misidentified as biologically elusive long COVID. The what study, about the rest of us who wore the crappy, just normal ones? <laughs> you know, because people were throwing, remember, you couldn't get them. Yeah. So you're throwing together anything to make a mask. Yeah. T-shirts, <laughs> yeah. handkerchiefs, whatever. The study echoes a recent study of Norwegian adolescents and young adults on long COVID's connection to loneliness and physical inactivity, conditions exacerbated by the pandemic interventions. Again, so many words. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many words. From UK, a government. <laughs> what is that? Uh, Meta Review found no real world evidence that N95s and equivalent masks protect those at highest risk of severe COVID. Well, a UK hospital study found no discernible difference from I'm gonna, surgical I'm gonna, masks. I'm going to play devil's advocate okay. here, okay? All right. I'm, I'm just throwing this out. Okay. All right. They okay. This the study says wearing an N95 mask, the same one that your surgeon wears yep. when he's ripping you open, mm-hmm. did no good against this. So why does he wear one during surgery? Well, he's not wearing it forever. Like if he's you, like you did during COVID, you're okay. wearing it all the time. Well, if it should it matter? I mean, well. if it's ineffective for <laughs> a long time or a short time, I mean, I don't know. And again, this is all coming after now that you've done it. They joined several dozen randomized controlled trials that found surgical and N95 grade masks made little to no difference on either influenza-like or COVID-like illness or laboratory confirmed infections. So really, basically what they're saying is it didn't matter if you had a mask or not. I guess not. And we were told no matter what you did, oh, you mask up. Right. And it certainly couldn't have hurt, did it? I mean, especially in spreading. You know, like I can't imagine. To Grandma. Yeah. Right. I mean, when you went to visit Grandma, you had to have your mask, right? I mean, yeah. Certainly it helped. 
I don't. <laughs> I didn't wear a mask a lot, you know. To be, mm. I just didn't. I mean, if necessary, I'd put it on wherever I had to. I mean, we same, and I mean, we never shut down here. Yeah. So we came to work every day throughout COVID, and we didn't wear a mask. We never, <laughs> we never wore a mask. No. Um. But yeah, I'm the same way. I mean, if if I went into a situation that required it, I would put one on. I, you know, I see people walking around outdoors with their mask. Yeah. You know, and I you need it out there. You know, I, I just, uh, so I went as little as I possibly could in wearing one. Not that that probably did any good. <laughs> you know, I, don't, hmm. I don't know. Now that we get all these. Someone just texted in, dental workers have worn them for years. Yeah, yeah, I suppose they're. This is concerning, you know. This I don't know about. Right. You know, spreading germs in the surgical environment. Mm-hmm. Probably different things there. I don't know. Classified documents <clears throat> allegedly leaked by that kid with the Air National Guard. Yeah. Um, says there were at least four other Chinese spy balloons apart from the one that floated across the country earlier this year this kid had did we bring that up when this happened like how many how many times does this happen that we didn't know (laughs) and here it is this kid had it one of the previously undisclosed balloons flew over a u.s carrier strike group in the pacific Hmm. another craft codenamed bulger 21 by u.s officials circumnavigated the earth from December 2021 through May of 2022. A third balloon named... Uh, Accardo? Accardo 21, mentioned in the documents. A fourth reference to have crashed in the South China Sea. It's unclear if Bulger 21 in Accardo 21... I think it's just Accardo. Were the same balloons that crashed. Just like a Ricky Accardo. Yeah, a Ricky Accardo. There you go. <laughs> the balloons also appear to be named after American mobsters. <laughs> mm. So I, I don't. There were many more of them. The one shot down off the uh, coast mm. of South Carolina, codenamed Killing Twenty Three. <laughs> so there were a bunch of them, and there are probably still a bunch out there. Probably. Just uh, keep your eye to the sky, I guess. My question, and, and I go back to this. My question is when when the, the first one broke and it was like, hey, there's a, a Chinese spy balloon over, it was like, what, Montana? Yeah. Something like that. And we didn't do anything. Like, we let it go across, <laughs> across country until yeah. it got into one off South Carolina, right? Yeah. And then we blasted it. Meanwhile, it's sending all that information. Why did we blast it in Montana? Well, there was a chance of people being hurt. Even though it's a vast, you know. (laughs) The odds, I would think, would be pretty limited. Pretty limited, yeah. But just to be safe. I guess. There's evidently a new deal going on, probably TikTok-related. Video shows a 13-year-old in Ellisville, Missouri inflating a basketball when suddenly the ball erupts. The basketball explodes, 
with Melissa Kramer's son Max standing right over it, rushed to the hospital where they found out his hand took the brunt of it, but he also got scratched corneas and had partial hearing loss. It was no accident Max saw a viral challenge mm. that involves overinflating a basketball. <laughs> he had a video of some friends who had done something similar. Max said the social media feeds of teenagers are inundated with the risky videos. When asked what motivated him to try it, Max said, content, money, get new stuff. <laughs> Max not speaking complete sentences? I guess not. <laughs> when asked if they do it to get more followers, he nodded. Luckily, doctors said Max will fully heal. His mom said he said that she hopes he's learned life is full of consequences. But again, why are you doing this stuff? I've seen these videos pop up where they overinflate a basketball, and and a lot of times it's it's like they just bounce it really hard, okay, and then it, it'll blow up or whatever. I know? see. Um, I'm not sure what this kid was. Max's doing. must have blown up while he was still blowing it up. Yeah. Experts say these tweens and teens often don't consider the real risks of consequences. Parents should talk to their kids about how online stunts that seem silly and fun can go wrong and cause injury. Yeah. If the parents are really monitoring this, that was his mom watching? Did she know he was doing that? He's 13 years old. He wants to go outside and play in the garage. He can go outside and play in the garage. Well, I'm just saying, it almost seems like she saw, was witnessing him doing it. Oh. I don't know. But I, I don't know who'd ever want to do that. Number one, you spend a lot of money on a basketball or a football. <laughs> That's you know, right. I didn't, they ain't cheap anymore. Money to waste on that. All right, we've got some messages, and we'll be back with more tidbits. This is tidbits. It's um, Monday. Tidbits on the air. Mm. Here's a uh, an iPhone that survived 33 days underwater off Waikiki before it was found. Wow. The iPhone still worked after being found, and the original owner was recording a video at the time he dropped it. <laughs> so uh, anyway, he spotted the phone. A guy did a pair of sunglasses sitting right next to it and uh, went underwater, got the phone, put it in a bag of rice and salt to suck out the moisture, just Mm -hmm. in case. Plugged it into the charger one week later. Charged it up, turned it on. According to Apple's website, iPhone 14 models can be submerged at a maximum depth of six meters for up to 30 minutes. Wow. The water still... uh, had droplets on his phone, was about uh, four to five feet deep, but it stayed there for 33 days, and it survived. Wow. So they, uh, he sent the phone back free of charge to the guy that lost it, I guess, so good news there. That's pretty cool. Who'd ever think it'd last that long? Mine wouldn't. 
Man. I, I have the one iPhone that's like, yeah. It might last, uh, you know. You know, I lost mine that one time we were on the river. Yes. I put it in rice and it was, it didn't help. <laughs> you know, why I ever it had was it gone. on me, I don't know. I didn't think we'd ever capsize. I just, uh, yeah. and I, I still to this date don't know what we I'm, did. I'm pretty capsize. sure. I brought I brought Ziploc bags. Yeah, I was like, "Do you put yours in here?" And you were like, "Nah, <laughs> nah, I'm good." I was confident. Yeah. Sure enough, we did. That's why we don't go on the river anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Here's now you people love the smell of a new car. Yes. The studies found that that new car smell is caused by cancer causing chemicals. Isn't that the case? Everything we love is out to kill us. Popcorn. The guy oh, smells yeah. got popcorn lung. If it tastes good, it's gonna make you fat. It's gonna yeah. kill you. Vehicle interiors are made from formaldehyde and other material, which have shown that car that uh, can lead to, again, uh, a long list of things, myeloid leukemia and rare cancers, such as in the, uh, why am I running into so much stuff today? (laughs) Paranasal sinuses. There you go. Nasal cavity. and uh, Nasopharynx? (laughs) If people are exposed to it for a long period of time. All right. (laughs) So if your car smells brand new for a long time, Mm. it's not good. No. The stuff just so smoke in it. Get that all out of there. (laughs) The study found the level of chemicals surpassed China's national safety standard for air quality in cars. The amount of formaldehyde was 35% above the limit. Acetaldehyde? Was 61% above the limit. Okay. So you might think it smells great, but it's not that uh, good for you. Ford has started the process of trying to remove the smell. Their solution, take the uh, smell out by parking vehicles in the sun, rolling down the windows, and running the engine heat and fan until the smell's gone. So nobody will ever know you have a new vehicle because right. it won't smell good. There you go. Why's that got to be? Why has it got to always ruined? Here's a guy from. Oh, here we go. We you can get <clears throat> new car scent air fresheners. Oh, the tree shape brand. Are they poisonous too? Probably. And Just do they really? Like do they really smell like a new car? So you can. Drive around in that 71 Buick. <laughs> in, your, in your 88 LeSabre, you can hang it up. And, <laughs> it's got a new car smell. This uh, from Oregon State Police. <clears throat> they said a guy was driving down a busy road, throwing $200,000 out of his car's window. Officers said the man told them he was doing well and wanted to bless others with gifts of money. They said drivers quickly picked up $100 bills that were on the side of the road. He's not facing any charges. Officers searched for more cash but didn't find any. And they're warning drivers not to stop to search for more because it could be dangerous. (laughs) Now, the guy's family has no recourse in terms of seeing the cash returned. Still, they've asked that anyone who collected any of the money, turn them over to the police because the cash is very much needed. So this guy, he, he's wanting to give it away. <laughs> the family's like, hold up. 
Hold up, Papaw. I got to believe they. People aren't going to return that, are they? No. I just. Now I can see it if it's coming out of an armored car. Right. Okay, we've right. had those stories. Right. But this guy's just free willing it. Just throwing cash out his window. <laughs> what if you're the car behind him? Oh. <laughs> and you start seeing, are you gonna like are you gonna slam on your brakes and stop or <laughs> I don't know what road of, he was I, on. I kinda feel like it would take you a minute to be like, What is what is happening? Is there's no way it's real. There's no way it's real. There's no way. Yeah. Plus it's it's Oregon, it's probably raining. <laughs> I don't know. I'm afraid I'd probably stop. You know, why not? It doesn't say if he was on an interstate or uh, right. I presume he must have been. Just throwing out $200,000 worth of money. I would stop. And then by the time I got turned around back to where it, it'd all be. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> People to be there. Somebody put their foot on one you're reaching for. Yeah. Found Fist it first. Fist of cuffs. Here's, here's an elementary school teacher in Oklahoma being charged with assault after he hit a kid with a dodgeball three times. <laughs> Dang. The student. I can't believe they're still playing it. The student said they threw the dodgeball while playing a game. <laughs> when it bounced off another student, it hit the teacher. The teacher responded by hitting the student in the leg, back, and face with a dodgeball. <laughs> The teacher said the student threw the dodgeball at him and another teacher and wouldn't apologize for it. <laughs> yes. It isn't known if the teacher's being disciplined by the school, but they are facing are facing assault. <laughs> dodgeball. You know, that was just I I our skills are they still playing? Hey man, when I when I was leading youth group <clears throat> Did you guys play? We, we, that's that's the only game they ever wanted to play. Is that right? We loved it. Now it's it's changed. Like when I was a kid, dodgeball was much more like a firing squad. Yeah. Than like a full court, you know, two teams versus right. Like we lined up against a brick wall, and you had to dodge. <laughs> and like they were, you know, maybe fifteen feet away. Yeah. And it was just like. Now, the way it's supposed to be, you've got two sides. Yeah. Everybody's at the line. Mm-hmm. Then the whistle blows, and you go out to get the ball. Then you run out to get the <clears> ball. Then whoever gets the balls. And then you have to run back past a certain point. Yeah. And then you can start throwing. And, you you know, you stay on your toes. Yeah. If you catch it, they're out. They're out. Headshots are not supposed to be allowed. But, no. But they happen. No, they, they do happen. And the way we played is if if like if I threw it, I hit you in the head, I'm out. Okay, so if you got hit in the head, yeah, you stayed in. Yeah, I if you know. if you're able, <laughs> you may need. I mean, you know, and those were the size that you know, if you had a big enough hand, you could really whale one of those things. Yeah, and they'd leave. You know, of course, you're out there wearing shorts and physical education, right? You know, right, and you'd get some pretty good marks on you. Mm-hmm. It was pretty wicked, especially if you were like freshmen playing. Oh yeah, seniors. Oh yeah. But but your church group still enjoyed it. Oh man, they loved it. Loved it. As long as everybody's happy. There was there was one time I found a box of. Um, <laughs> there were these like finger missiles. They were like <laughs> these missile things with a rubber band on the end, and so you put your finger in the band and you pulled it back and yeah. launched it right. <laughs> 
And so I found a box of that, and I'm like, hey, guys, y'all want to play dodgeball with these? <laughs> and they're like, yes, yes, we do. <laughs> and that was the best night, man, playing dodgeball with like these finger missile things. It was great. Well, <laughs> here's, here's an escaped emu named Mimu. <laughs> Led police in Tennessee on a 20-mile chase <laughs> and then escaped the next day. <laughs> the family who owns the escaped emu... <laughs> Is it the emu from the commercials? It might be. Said the animal got scared by the logging occurring in the area, mm. jumped their seven-foot fence... The family went to social media for help and began posting videos of Mimu <laughs> roaming throughout the town with police following. Officers were eventually able to cover the bird in downtown area of the uh, the city. The owners got Mimu under control. Mimu escaped again. Oh my gosh. Next day after the family increased the height of the fence. <laughs> the owners were able to capture the bird in an hour and have now increased the fence to nine feet. Mimu does not want to be caged in. <laughs> That's got to be funny, though, watching police just following behind 20 miles. Wow. That's a pretty good shape to emu. <laughs> got good lungs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and here's a, finally a guy from Florida. And again, you've got to stay on your toes if you live in Florida. This guy said his next-door neighbor called him to inform him there was a seven-foot alligator under his pickup. Jeez. Mm-hmm, you're going to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's just... Uh, the uh, guy captured a video of the reptile and posted it to Facebook. He said the discovery was made all the more surprising by the fact that there are no ponds close to the house. So, so he's just... Where it came from. Where it come from. The homeowner said the alligator was... The most unusual creature he had encountered in the three and a half years he'd moved to Florida from Illinois. He contacted a professional wildlife trapper and the gator was safely relocated. But again, you're not expecting that, especially if you're not around water. No. I just can't imagine. Thing reaches out, bites you on the leg. (sighs) Bad day for you. Because if it's that far away from, from water... Is it looking for food? Is it was it someone's house and escaped? I don't know. Hi, hi, hi. Maybe there's a stream or something nearby. I, I, you yeah. know, I don't know. But I guess you don't necessarily have to be by water to have an alligator show up. And again, my reason to stay out of there. <laughs> I just you know, I think about golfing in Florida, but oh then gosh. I think of the water and yeah. So anyway, Matt, there you go. Some tidbits on this Monday. All right. And uh, have a good one. You too. See you tomorrow. All right, buddy. All right. This has been Tidbits with Dale Lau and Matthew Paul. We appreciate you listening, and we ask that you consider subscribing, leave a comment, leave a like, and thanks for stopping by. We'll talk to you again next time on Tidbits.